is my intro And it's four days late Monday got away from me But that's okay And now we're rounding up The week that we had And I don't know if it was Good or bad Oh, how I wish that everything was a okay. So last night, <clears throat> so last, so last night we went to this, uh, we went to this restaurant, and it was, it was kind of amazing. I'm not gonna lie, it was like really amazing. I've never had anything like that before. It was the salmon glazed with like a Jameson whiskey or something and it just yeah it's just fucking excellent you know there we go that's a good level I uh, got a new microphone so that'll be fun but I think Big thing I learned yesterday is the amazing food in the fun shops and four new Yoshi dinosaur toys is that uh, sometimes you do have to get out of the house. I mean, I know that, right? But like, yeah, I love it inside. Love it inside. And in my neighborhood and in my like immediate comfort zone it's comfortable who would have thought right um but with breaking out of your comfort zone comes a few things that i don't super appreciate like uh changing the flow of the day-to-day and the last two weeks, there's been so much of that. I've been out of my element a little bit. Um, jumping from this time, that time, this time, that time. Just trying to 
make sure I'm awake at the right time and not eating and not cleaning like I've been doing. I've been walking the dogs, but not every day because I've been working the times when I need to be walking the dogs. And I'm my schedule a lot too much, you know, that's not fair for them. My schedule's already fucked. So, like, why would I... Why would I screw them over? You know? Uh... Not fair to the pups. Pups love walking. We got about a half hour before we go out on our walk today. Because of the long day of shopping and exploring and delicious restaurants and coffee, so much coffee, and a book on magic and a new deck of cards and all this fun stuff, I never got the chance to record this, but in the past. So, that's kind of what I'm doing. I was so upset. Saturday and Friday, and just in such a bad way, you know, like, like everything just crashed. My brain crashed, and it's been a, a little while since I've been in that headspace. But what was really interesting was being able to not let it ruin those days. I still got the things I needed done. I was just overly sensitive and shitty. Tired. <laughs> so tired. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. is the worst time to work. Because this week is the same as last week. So, even though the schedule is twisted, we've already seen how to fuck it up. This time, we can do it better. Alright, attempt number two. Or, in the case of these eggs, attempt number... Been making eggs for probably 10 years? 
Now the egg. The egg is very hard to cook because just a few seconds over or under and you don't get the texture you prefer. And and it can be even harder sometimes to cook perfect people if you can't cook it in different ways, right? If somebody asks for a over easy egg and you don't know how to cook over easy, you're gonna fuck the boots on that one. If all you ever do is make scrambles, right? A poached egg. That's oh, that's scary. I'm gonna fucking ruin a poached egg. I can't do that. But a chef, right? They don't cook for themselves. I mean, they do. They're home cook for themselves. But a chef cooks for others, which means a chef has to be able to adjust accordingly and. Um, be able to accept substitutions or dietary restrictions or preferences, right? If you like a well-done steak, go fuck yourself, but I'll cook it for you. I won't be happy about it. You'll get your fucking leathery meat chunk. And I think that's kind of like life, right? We can set our patterns the way that we prefer things, but to be, I guess, skilled in a trade is, is more like being able to adjust to other people's patterns, right? A woodworker who is a hobbyist may make furniture that they love and then other people see and they think it's beautiful. And then the person says, hey, can you make me a credenza, but in this style? And the hobbyist woodworker, all of a sudden, seems like a novice. When you go to a professional, you expect to be able to uh, pay however much money they want from you for the service that you request, especially a something like a fucking credenza or a painting, or and 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 the artist will still put their style and their spin onto it, just like a chef will put their own seasonings and they'll have their own recipe or their own preferred fucking cast iron pan that they like to cook eggs in that makes it taste different than eggs you've ever had because the way that they've cooked eggs in that pan for 10 years, right? But me, I've got a ceramic pan, I've got an 18 pack of eggs, and I like them wrapped up in a delicious flour tortilla. So when you set out to do something, you have two choices um, on how to 
I guess, kind of teach yourself or to teach anything. If you want to teach a dog, you, you have two choices. Um, and they kind of come down to this, right? You have a carrot. Or you have a stick. Which one do you think works better? I think they both have their advantages. I think they both have reasons why we use them, right? But the stick just makes no goddamn sense at the end of the day. Why would you hurt them? Why would you punish them for doing something wrong instead of rewarding them for doing something right? And it comes out of our own frustration and lack of understanding and impatience that we end up using the stick on our kids, our parents, our co-workers, uh, everyone. Everyone that we deal with. We either use the carrot or the stick when we're trying to teach them something. Even a simple good job is the carrot. And a simple are you a fucking idiot is the stick. But one has the potential to traumatize and create fear and uncertainty and, and, and make somebody very reactive. And reactive is not the best way to be, right? I would much rather be proactive than reactive. Um, but the other... Well, it leads to, uh, there's a chance of spoiling it, right? If you don't reward correctly, you, you, you reinforce the wrong behavior. Um, what is an appropriate punishment for a child? Is being grounded and isolated an appropriate punishment for a creature who thrives and grows and gets stronger through their relationships and their ability to ask for help? No, I don't think so. Is taking away somebody's entertainment to teach them a lesson because they did something that you thought wasn't okay? I mean, I, what's the right way to punish someone, right? Because rewarding good behavior, that's, that's easy. Oh, you got a good grade on your test, Billy? Let's go get some Ice cream! Delicious! Oh, but Billy, you failed. How do you reward failure in order for them to do better? I think first you acknowledge that it's okay that you failed. It happens. And then you take the time to learn why they failed. How can you help them do better? Because... Helping is the carrot. Yes, the child might become a little bit spoiled, if that's what you want to call it, but letting them be free to live their own mistakes is the only way that they're going to learn, and, and letting them come to you when they need help, teaches them to stand on their own. We don't need to hover. We don't need to make 
Our children feel less or smaller. We need to make them see that even at this young age, you already know everything you need to know. How to ask questions. Talking is what we do. It's what humans do. We talk. And sometimes it fixes the problem. And most of the time it just makes the problem worse. But then we talk it out and we fix the problem. I don't think that we pay enough attention to each other's body language. I really don't. Body language is so important. Because sometimes you won't even realize you're giving somebody the stick. And they won't say a word, but they tighten up because you said something that triggered. Right? Hairpin. Sent them into a state they didn't want to be in, but they didn't say anything because that state was something that they've been sent into from people their entire life without any help. Even when you're trying to give them a carrot. When do you know the right time to offer help? When are we listening and when are we engaging? Are you looking for advice or are you just venting? I don't know. Because when we do both, we still have the same emotional in our brains. When responsibilities need to be taken care of, are you going to give yourself the care? Or the stick? The garbage has to go out eventually. What is your reward? Quit sitting there and screaming yourself. But are you going to give somebody the carrot or the stick? Are you going to let them live for themselves? Or are you just going to scare them into living how you would live? But we can't just do nothing. So I grew up in a small town. And I grew up at first in an even smaller area. I can remember there was a almost cul-de-sac shape in the, the lawn with the garage and the front door and the backyard with this toy that spin on and a swing set and, and this big patio square I used to skate around on and I had 
imaginary friends named uh, Ketchup and Mustard and all the joys of being a child. Lost more than once, lost in the woods. Thank God they so so grateful a mother is to find her lost child when I was just on an adventure, you know. And then damage that could have been done, and it was a plastic shovel, and she only bled a lot. But it's because he liked her. Humans are terrible to each other. Somebody stole our pogo stick. It was outside for five minutes. Uh. And I met my closest friend. We did everything together, played games, made up our own snowball fights and forts and just so much, so much fun. And, 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 and we make our way up and into junior high where all of a sudden everybody's breaking into these little cliques and somebody that I knew from third grade came back into my life like versus the world. The world can be a lot to deal with. And everything's falling off. Everything is just dragging straight forward. All of a sudden we're ripped across the state we are in. Phoenix, Arizona, welcome to the hot, hot, hot sun. What, what do you mean? I'm in ninth 
grade and I don't get to go to high school. And I'm, oh my God, what a tragedy. I didn't really care, but everybody seemed to be so upset about it. Oh my gosh, I was nuts in eighth grade. And then I was just sitting there looking at the old orbits and everything. I'm just like, oh. You were born a very drug dealer. That's the only role you can play. High school was a wild fucking ride. graduated, did fantastic, could have gone to college, didn't really want to, found any excuse not to, thought to myself, what I want to do doesn't need a degree, what I want to do just takes practice and a little bit of frustration. I don't want to regret a goddamn minute. I mean, I, I make mistakes and I try my best to own up to them, but... Uh, there's no room to... If you live your dream, it's not a dream anymore, is what I'm trying to say. In a roundabout way, and today... I pulled death reverse. Fear, uncertainty, resisting change. Jesus Christ, I need to quit my job. 
my buddy's gonna be here soon. He's on his way. And I came from a seed hundreds of generations back, passed down and down and down until the chemical makeup of every meal my ancestors ever made created me. So even if I don't have a grand purpose, I still feel like my purpose is to live every minute of it. All I want to do is write. Because after high school and after the fumbling, I chose to come here to change my life and fell back almost into the been nothing but proven to me that I was right. It was the best decision I ever made. I might live in a haze and walk around with my hands shaking, wondering what I'm gonna fuck up next. But at least I know that I'll see you in the morning. Yes, I'll see you in the morning. Even for just a moment, a fleeting pass as you make your way out the door, I'll see you in the morning, every morning for the rest of my life. There might be times that we're separated, and it seems like 
we'll never be together again. Hours turn into weeks in our heads, but just know that we're floating. And we're hoping, and we're going somewhere. There's not a single molecule in me with disbelief in you. Because like a rumble and a hurricane, you walk around with a motor revving inside of that truck. So I guess it's okay to miss you. And it's okay to want to kiss you. And it's okay to list off all the reasons that I feel like you are mine. But not in the sense of ownership. And not in a relationship. No, a different ship. It's a partnership. Two people sailing an ever-growing sea of expectations. Just trying to figure it out. And yeah. I'm stubborn, I'm made of fire, magic, and something that came down from the heavens not yet explainable. And you might be made of rocks, unwilling to move, and sturdier than anything I've ever seen, poignant and certain in what you know. But we're both lost. And we found each other which pushed us to find ourselves, to find what helps, to find the good, the bad, and the ugly. Next time.